Sandy Alcantara is the best pitcher in baseball right now, without a shadow of a doubt. And I think if you were to build a rotation with one guy, one guy only, right now, I'd be picking Sandy Alcantara. We're going to dig into all the news from Sandy's start yesterday, game one against Philadelphia. And we're also going to be looking at game two and three. Marlins need to do some damage here on the road, try and get at least one game in this three-game series. Going to cover everything today. A lot locked on Marlins. You are Locked On Marlins, your daily podcast on the Miami Marlins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Greetings from England and welcome to Locked On Marlins, the Tuesday edition of the show. And of course, guys, don't forget to subscribe. It's a daily podcast. Yes, you heard that correct. A daily podcast, Monday through Friday, five episodes a week with me covering the Marlins. So hit subscribe either on the podcast form or if you're watching here right now on the YouTube channel, of course. And as well, don't forget to follow me or engage with me on Twitter at Miami Marlins underscore UK. Yes, yes, I am a UK, I am a British, I am an English host of Locked On Marlins. How did that happen? Well, there's a long story behind that. We haven't got time for that one today. <laughs> so guys, solo pod, solo pod on a Tuesday. And I've been thinking about it. There's a couple of topics I want to get into, but specifically want to get into Sandy Alcantara because it was again another stunning outing from Sandy yesterday, last night for me in the UK, in game one against the Phillies. There were some interesting managerial decisions made late in the game. The Marlins end up losing the game. Uh, Stephen Okert couldn't hold the lead, and then Anthony Bass was walked off in the ninth. But we're going to focus a lot of time on Sandy uh, on this show, as well as dig into that man managerial discussion, of course. However, guys, reminder, this episode is brought to you by Blue Nile. Make your moment sparkle with jewelry from BlueNile.com. And Locked On listeners get $50 off purchases of $500 or more. This podcast exclusive includes engagement. Yes, engagement is in there also. Use Locked On at checkout. We'll hear more about the Blue Nile guys uh, later on, of course. And thank you for making Locked On Marlins your first listen of the day. So let's go back. Sandy Alcantara it was another long appearance. This is the thing for Sandy. It has just been appearance after appearance of over 100 pitches. Yesterday, getting up to 113. Sandy's stamina, his, it just everything is so repeatable. He barely breaks a sweat. It looks effortless from Sandy Alcantara. It was creaking in the eighth inning, however. Two walks led off the inning with two Walks, that got him into trouble, no doubt. Got the double play from, from JT Riamuto. So you end up with a man on third with two outs. The Marlins leading the game by one. It was a lefty coming in, D.D. Gregorius. And Don Mattingly goes to his bullpen. Stephen Okert comes out, who's been... He's been great this year. Can't, can't deny it. Okert has been nice. He has been... The leverage lefty guy, if we remember back to last year, guys, Richard Blyer, big, big rich, <laughs> big rich was the, the main lefty guy. If we needed outs against lefties, Blyer would get the call. This year, it looks like 
And rightly so. I mean, Blyer's not having a great year. I'm not sure what's happened to Blyer. It wasn't good in spring. It's not been good. You know, we're now on the 14th of June. Still not good from Blyer. So, you know, interested to see how that one plays out. The Marlins gave him a multi-year extension there too. But anyway, Oakert's taken over that, that role of high leverage, lefty-lefty matchups. And listen, the computer says in that spot, you know, you're looking for one out to get out of it. Man on third. You know, stand, Sandy's over, you know, 113 pitches, I think, at that point. The computer would probably say, let's bring in O'Kurt here. He's up in the pen. He's warm. He's loose, ready to go. However, what the computer doesn't account for, in my opinion anyway, is the fact that San, it, doesn't, it doesn't take into account Sandy, his mentality, and what has just happened, what's just preceded that situation. He walks the two guys. Frustrating for him, no doubt, because, listen, he's all about efficiency. Sandy wants to go nine innings. Sandy was wanted to go nine innings last night, and so he walks the two guys. As soon as that happens, I think he knows he's not going nine. Can he go eight? Don Mattingly leaves him out there, walks the guys. Over to you, Sandy. JT Riamuto. You know, Riamuto, no plenty of Sandy, no doubt about it. And Sandy rolls the double play. And then Donnie comes out and gets him and, you know, the computer can't account for the fact that he just rolled the double play. All of a sudden, he'll be feeling pumped. That's that's just vintage Sandy Alcantara. Vintage Sandy Alcantara rolls the double play. He'll get a boost from that. 113 pitches. He clearly said, he said after the game, post-game, I wanted to stay in. I wanted the chance to finish it. Don took that chance away, put took the ball out of Sandy's hand, and listen, going into the dugout, I have never, ever seen Sandy Alcantara that amped ever before, ever. He was flailing around. He was shouting into his glove. He was slamming his glove. He was hitting things. Not good. I understand the frustration. However, Sandy Alcantara, at this moment in time, can absolutely not have a hand injury by showing frustration, hitting someone in the dugout. I think last year there was multiple guys, I think, that did it, but Huascar uh, Yanoa for the Braves, if I recall, had a hot streak, then broke his hand punching something. Devin Williams, I think, did the same for the Brewers. It happens. So, Sandy, we don't want to see any more of that. No, no, no. No punching, no lashing out. I understand the frustration. Okert comes in, facing Didi. I felt confident, if I'm honest. I felt completely confident. I've got no problem with Oker. I would have preferred Sandy to stay in. I would have. I wouldn't have made the decision to take him out. I understand why they made the decision and why the computer would say that. And, you know, lefty-lefty matchup and Oker's numbers against a lefty. But Sandy Alcantara is a better pitcher after 113 pitches than Stephen Oker. He just is. you got to trust Sandy. Game's on the line. Season's on the line. It's a one-run game. You've got a lead. The bullpen in those situations all year long has been suspect. The bullpen's fine if they're trying to hang tough in games. It has been all year. Same as last year. A lead, a one-run lead in particular, boy, oh boy, that is not the bullpen's forte. And it came back to haunt again. Stephen Okert was middle, middle effectively to, to Didi there. Didi pounces on it, laces one down the line. Listen, he was in front of it a bit. You know, it wasn't the best contact. 
it was a bit, you know, let's let's just call it what it is. It was a bit of luck. A bit of luck for Didi. It stays fair. And clearly the runner scores 2-2 there in that in the tie ball game. And you could just feel the energy sap for the fish. You could. Then you get into Bassman in the ninth. And listen, I've got no, no problem with Bassman here in the ninth. It's not a save situation, but it's a high leverage one. It's been a bit of a reclamation year for Bass, no doubt about it. Like he's been, he's pitched well. His numbers say he's pitching well. Um, no save opportunities, I don't think. He hasn't got any saves still. He's still almost a year and a half into his Marlins tenure, signed as the closer, still has zero saves, which is wild considering how many guys they've tried in the closer role in the past two seasons. Nevertheless, Bassman came in, uh, gave up the the knock at the end to to Reese Hoskins, and and they walk it off and you know win for the Phils three two another one run loss for the Fish. Disappointing, no doubt about it. Could it have been avoided? Probably. Did the computer get it right? No. <laughs> the reality is, it's one of those decisions. You make the decision. If uh, Okert comes in, uh, strikes out Didi. No one speaks about it. Sandy will be fuming. He'll understand and he'll go, hey, Donnie made the right call. The problem is you take out Sandy, the best pitcher in baseball right now, to bring in a reliever, a lefty-lefty matchup, and that doesn't pan out and you lose the game off the back of it, then it doesn't look so good, no doubt about it. So I want to dig into Sandy even more and uh, you know, get into maybe some of this all-star voting as well because voting will be hotting up. Not so much for the pitchers right now, because the pitchers aren't included in that for fan voting. However, Jazz Chisholm, uh, I, my gut feel is he's he's doing well in voting. Um, so we're going to dig into that as well and see uh, there was some big news from last night across the league that I think may have an impact in terms of uh, Jazz's likelihood of being voted in as a starter for the National League. Uh, but before we do that, guys, a reminder, this episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. And the, with the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. So why endure the often pointless or seemingly intimidating questions and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing, of course, the only brand their warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Use them! Save time and money when using Rock Auto. Why choose to spend more? 30%, 50%, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership. It doesn't make sense. So Rock Auto, you can trust them. Family business, they've been serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. The prices are reliably low for every customer. And they've got everything you need. Brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. So go and explore their easy-to-use website today. Find the solution to your auto parts needs. So if you like what you're hearing, get yourselves over to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck. Write locked on in the how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. That is rockauto.com. Okay, so mentioned, I want to talk about the all-star situation. Jazz Chisholm. I saw a lot of votes piling in. Clearly, it's a bias. You know, my Twitter is biased. It's I, I follow everyone on in Marlon's Twitter. So, but I saw a lot of votes flying in early doors for Jazz. Then I started to see the trickle effect of other fans that I follow that follow other teams, also having Jazz in there as well at second base. 
thinking Jazz has got a real good chance here. However, you've then seen the big news yesterday uh, that Ozzy Albi's uh, fractured foot, he's going to be out for at least 60 days, I guess, because uh, he's on he's landed on the 60-day IL. So, um, you know, Ozzy Albi's, I guess, one of the big threats to Jazz there in at second base. He's not going to be playing in the All-Star game. He'll be missing for the All-Star game. And so, listen, I wonder where those votes go. What I do know is Atlanta, uh, massive following, clearly. I Jazz Chisholm spent some time in Atlanta uh, watching the, the postseason run. I have a feeling that the Braves vote. Maybe they'll just vote in Aussie anyway. But if they can't, they decide not to. I think, I think Jazz would get the Braves vote. I think there's a chance, a good chance, actually, that Jazz Chisholm... Uh, is the starting second baseman for the NL this year and voted in. And there's, there's there's tons of reasons why. The production, you know, has been there. He started hot, has kind of tailed a little bit at times. Uh, but clearly he had a couple of multi-home run games uh, very recently after the players' meetings. So, you know, Jazz is hot, no doubt. <laughs> Thanks for Craig Mish for that one. Jazz is hot. <laughs> and he is becoming a huge brand in Major League Baseball right now. Really is. Everyone knows Jazz now. He is one of the faces of the game. And I think for Major League Baseball, they'll want Jazz there. I think for fans of the game, you want Jazz there. So put it out there right now. I think Jazz starts for the for the, the NL at second base. And I don't think it ends up being that close in terms of voting. On the pitching side, Sandy Alcantara deserves to start the game for the NL. Sandy Alcantara right now, in my opinion, is the best pitcher in baseball. Best pitcher in baseball. And I, I put this out on Twitter earlier. If I was starting a fantasy franchise right now, if I was starting a brand new franchise and I could build around one pitcher, probably one guy in, in, in general, maybe. But if it was just a pitch from a pitcher perspective and you take into consideration their past performance, their age, the contract situation, their durability, mentality, work ethic, everything. Piece it all together. Sandy Alcantara is number one on the list by a mile. Country mile. Sandy has elevated his game to a whole different level. He is playing and pitching a different game to the rest of the league. Sandy Alcantara is going, what, 100, 110, 120 pitches or whatever every outing. No one else is doing that. No one in the league is doing that. No one is giving the innings and the quality innings that Sandy Alcantara has given the Marlins. It has been stunning to watch. It's not strikeouts galore. It doesn't flash in that way. But what does flash are the innings pitched, the pitch counts, the fact that he's throwing 101 in the sixth inning or whatever, the seventh inning. He gets stronger and stronger as games go on, Sandy Alcantara. We're getting to a point now where there's not really much more we can say about it. I get the feeling there's just a consensus view that Sandy Alcantara is an absolute stud. <laughs> it's a stud. So good for the fish. And listen, the Marlins getting that contract extension done. He was under control arbitration-wise anyway for multiple years. But listen, that contract is looking, it looked great then. It's going to continue to look great if Sandy continues at this level. It's going to be one of the best contracts of all time. And like I said before, on a, on a daily rundown, what a trade. Marcelo, listen, even if it was Marcelo Zuna for Sandy Alcantara, if that was the trade and this is what it's turned into, it would have still been a big, big W 
for the fish. But the fact that they also got Zach Gallon as part of that deal that then turned into Jazz makes it so, so much sweeter. The Marlins, it's one of the trades when you kind of play it all out. If you take the uh, you take the overall view, it's one of the best trades ever. And maybe it would have been, even if it was one for one, Ozuna for Sandy. I think that's still an immense trade for the Marlins. They're going to get so much value out of that. And Ozuna ah, has, has been a nice hitter, but is effectively now a, a DH. And, you know, he'll kind of, you know, cruise along. But Sandy Alcantara making huge waves, clearly, um, for the fish. So that's where I see it. We're looking to tonight's game. Listen, the Marlins, they need to they need to get things rolling here for sure. They obviously went to Houston, won the series, and they won it well, where they they didn't have you know, the, the main body of their rotation, you know, Sandy didn't pitch in Houston. So they did well to win that series. Clearly, obviously the Braxton Garrett win was, was massive uh, for sure. But, you know, Pablo Lopez, we'll wait and see, you know, took the, took the comebacker uh, to his hand. And so he's slated to start. Everything points to him starting. I haven't seen any follow-ups from, from a media perspective to Donnie around uh, his availability, but he's slated to start. We expect Pablo to start, but two massive games now for the fish. Trevor Rogers trying to write his season. It's been a very uh, puzzling year in many ways for Trevor Rogers. Speaking of Dave Shaw yesterday on, on, on the episode from UK Phillies, he's felt the same about uh, Ranger Suarez. You know, Ranger Suarez was just sensational in the second half of last season. It was DeGrom-like, even better than DeGrom type of numbers. It was just wild that Ranger Suarez was putting up these numbers. And the key thing was, it was just attack in the zone, swing and miss. It was just all there for Ranger Suarez. The command was sensational. Trevor Rogers, in reality, was the same, particularly the first half of 2021. We just haven't seen the same Trevor. We just haven't at all. And it's uh, it's always been, well, I say always, it's been a head-scratcher for us as fans this year. Nevertheless, I'd love to see Trevor fully, fully bounce back here. You know, if you can, with the fills, if you can keep Bryce quiet, clearly, or Schwarber, Bryce and Schwarber right now, both lefties, then you've got a really good chance of, of winning the game. Clearly, Hoskins can get hot and other guys can get hot. But listen, if you, if you can nullify Bryce and Schwarber right now, you've got a real good chance of winning that game. So... I really like the matchup here. I think Trevor's going to go well against the Phils. The key to the game, the key to it for Trevor Rogers is, can you get out of that first inning without, without 30 pitches or whatever it's taken him, or 25? Can you get a 10 to 12 pitch first inning and just get your, your game off and running? Way too many times this year, Trevor Rogers. it's been just labored first inning, can't get it going, can't get the momentum built. Next thing is his pitch count after two or three innings is up to 70. And, you know, it, he's just struggled to get through five innings or, you know, five plus. It's not being the Trevor we were expecting at all. I was expecting him to really kick on this year, actually. And it's it's actually gone backwards. The main thing is when the eyeballs, with you, when you look at it, it, it doesn't, there's just, it feels flat. It feels a bit flat. Like the bite isn't there. There's no swing and miss, really. So I know he's been working heavily on this slider, and so maybe that's kind of, you know, knocked a few things off. I don't know, but this is a massive start for Trevor. The Marlins really need to get at least one from this series. Listen, these roads, roads yeah, the Phillies are, are scorching hot. They've won 10 of 11 games. So they're scorching, but they're a bit banged up. 
Um, you face Nola now. Now you face Eflin and you face uh, Gibson. Neither of those are, you'd classify as aces. So Trevor and Pablo taking on those two guys. The Marlins offense has been fine. It's been good in June. It definitely has. So this series is still there for the taking for, for the fish, no doubt about it. Um, there's going to wrap up very shortly with, uh, again, looking at a Pablito uh, and a few other news and notes uh, from yesterday. But before we do that, guys, reminder, this episode, it's also brought to you by Blue Nile. And at BlueNile.com, you can celebrate all of life's special moments from creating the custom engagement ring of her dreams to gifting a classic and timeless jewelry piece. All are prices you won't find at a traditional jeweler. There are two types and two parts to this business of Blue Nile. You've got wedding jewelry and you've got fine jewelry. So where are you going? If you're thinking about wedding, you're thinking about engagements, Blue Nile has got a simple online tool that lets you choose the diamond shape, size, and clarity as well as setting style. Blue Nile's bench jewelers will then handcraft her perfect engagement ring. Each ring is one of a kind. If you're looking for fine jewelry, Blue Nile's also got you covered. So they've got jewelry experts on hand 24-7, available via phone or chat to help you find a memorable gift at every budget. So make your moment sparkle with jewelry from BlueNile.com. Locked on listeners get $50 off purchases of $500 or more. So this podcast exclusive includes engagement rings. Use promo code locked on. That is locked on. Plus every order is insured. Ships free, arrives in discreet packaging that won't give you away what's inside. Shop stress-free and find your forever peace. Go to bluenile.com today. All right, guys, we're going to just wrap up this episode now. Pablito going on Wednesday. Excited for that one. Like we said, the hand, it was a concern. The comebacker, it was in a kind of wrap, a wrapping uh, that we saw uh, while they were still out in Houston. We hope Pablo gets a start. Big, big start for him. Seeing if he can bounce back. The other news and notes from yesterday, though, guys. Jesus Lozado, he's back throwing. Playing catch. So it isn't nothing kind of strenuous, but he's back throwing. So we can start to think about a timeline, perhaps, for Jesus Lozado. And Cody Poteet, same situation. I think they're playing catch with each other. So those guys are back and throwing, which is you know good to hear. We've got to still expect you're, what, four to six weeks away from seeing full go Jesus and Petit. So if anything happens, for example, if Pablo, if he if he struggles, if, if this arm swells up and he can't get things going, you know, we've got to then look back into AAA and think who's available. And there's only a couple of options, guys. One of them is Eliezer. The other one's probably Dan Castano. So that's kind of where the Marlins go next, unless they go full bullpens. I don't know. But, you know, that's encouraging those guys are back throwing for sure. Brian Anderson sounds like he's on the comeback trail as well. He's now hitting off a tee, struggling with some back issues, uh, which doesn't sound great. Uh, Joey Wendell equally sounds like he's progressing as well. And the other big news as well yesterday, guys, on the taxi squad, Heirard Encarnacion, and he is a big, big dude. If you saw BP yesterday and maybe some of the um, uh, some of the media pictures that were knocking around, Heirard Encarnacion is huge, massive, massive guy. Um, he's there in case Avi Garcia can't can't go. He had a, an MRI, I believe, on his hand. Uh, he's been struggling with this for some time. No jokes here, please. I mean, it's not been a good season for for Avi Garcia. It really hasn't. And maybe, maybe this is at the heart of it. He's been injured. Maybe there's been something going on, you know, health wise that has, you know, I guess been hindering him for for this season. I don't know. I don't know how long it's been going on for. So, nevertheless, Avi Garcia. Wasn't in the lineup yesterday. 
He's obviously missed the last two games. Heyra and Carasione is there. Maybe they're monitoring it, and maybe it could be an IL stint for Avi Garcia. The wider topic for me there with Avi Garcia is, would it just be valuable to let him have a little breather? If he's banged up anyway, and his, his arms so his hands sore, Coop's back uh, off his COVID stint. You know, you've got the... Heyra Carasione's on the 40-man. He's been scorching hot in AAA. For me, this feels like a good opportunity to... Well, there's there's two opportunities. Let Avi Garcia have a rest, mental rest, health rest, get himself kind of refocused, re-energized. At the same time, ride the hot hand, see what you've got in Heyra and Carasione. It's a tough road trip, clearly. The Phils, you got the Mets as well after that. But I think it could be the perfect time. If I was thinking about, and I'm not, I'm not close to it, I don't know the situation with Avi, haven't seen the lineup for tonight's game yet. So Avi may well be back in there. But if Avi Garcia isn't in there again today, then I think the Marlins should be considering perhaps on the maybe even the day game Wednesday, UK-friendly special, of course, maybe even putting Avi onto the retro 10-day uh, IL, give him another week off and say, hey, hey Ra, you're in. It's time to see what you got. Intriguing to see. There's, there's some you know further information to come on this one. We'll wait and see. Nevertheless, Trevor against Eflin. Need a big performance from Trevor. I think he delivers it. I think the matchup is nice for him. Um, and then Pablo, all being well health-wise, going against Gibson in game three. UK friendly. If Pablo's full go, and I hope he is, I think there's a real big chance the Marlins can still win the next two on the spin and take this series in Philadelphia. Sandy Alcantara remains and is the number one pitcher in baseball right now. I'd build a franchise around him. Jazz Chisholm, I think, will be the second base starter for the NL at the All-Star Game. Voted in by the fans, which would be a big, big moment. No doubt about it. That's going to wrap us up today on Locked On Marlins, guys. I appreciate you making Locked On Marlins your first listen of the day. Please, as I said, subscribe to the pod. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. We are there. I think we're at 100 subscribers on YouTube. So thank you for that. Thank you for the support. Thank you for the comments. They're all welcome. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter, guys, of course, at Marlins underscore UK. couple of nice... We're going to have uh, probably a post-game pod tomorrow, uh, or maybe even pre-game. We'll see how things go. Might even be a solo again. Sean Barrett may be back. We've also got takes were made. Kenny is in the house on Thursday's episode. And then on Friday, we'll be previewing the Mets and Marlins series. So in the meantime, guys, enjoy this episode. Let's go in game two. Be back tomorrow, Wednesday, to wrap up on this game two, preview game three. Till then, go fish.